I've seen you, I've worked with you, I've I've been on shows with you, and it's always the same reaction. It's like, oh, I appreciate I, it. Yeah. When, 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 when I'm not, see, like, that's a, I think that's the difference with me, too, that people don't know that I enjoy comedy. I am a comedy fan yeah. before anything else. So you hear me if, at any mic, if, who's ever on stage and I'm watching? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a gimmick, bro. I'm really fucking laughing. That's funny to me. And then I know the art of comedy now, so I can see what you did or what you're trying to do. But I'm telling you, bro, like you funny. It's funny. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And you're—I mean, we've spent the whole podcast talking about how great you are. <sighs> and I—you're—you are because I always get down on myself if I have a bad set, yeah. like probably more than a, a lot of comics. But if all the like, you're one of those comics where if you have a night where the audience doesn't react to you, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, it's a—it's definitely a bad audience, right? Because you're good all the time. <laughs> There, there are so there have been so many times where the audience is kind of fuck you, I'm like, all right, yeah, where the audience is kind of like, um, they're just not active, they're not into it, and you get on the stage. Ladon's another example of a comic that can get on the stage and take a like a a bored crowd or or Mm -hmm. however you want to say it, a quiet crowd, and bring them up. And so if if there's a night where everybody's down and you get up there and the and you get more laughs than everybody if, yeah. if you're not having your regular just <laughs> the whole audience is cracking up and just can't stop laughing I, night i'm like okay well then i don't have to feel bad yeah if we're all handing out, <laughs> all right. if we're all handing out flowers here <laughs> respect the hell out of philly my first showcase was with you i opened for you i remember i was the opener the I dry remember. opener yeah. and that night was just fucking magic I told you that at the end of it, it was was I was like, so it was at Corky's, Corky's. Okay. Yeah. and Rest like I was, I finished my set. I was still drinking at the time, so I was like hammered. Um, after my set, I didn't want to drink during it, um, but I was just like giving you dap. I was like, we, Man, we had we a good did night that night. We, yeah. we did something magical. We had a good night that night. It was a really good night. Yeah, it was really. I think good. it was sold out. Yeah, it was. It yeah, I think we were. Well, shit, I, if it wasn't, it damn sure looked like it to me. I mean, they were up top. They were down the bottom. Oh, yeah. it, it was a great night. Yeah, that's it. I'm so sad that it's gone because it was oh god, yeah, the <laughs> closest to a comedy club without it actually being a comedy club. They yeah. did a really good job of of situation, situ- yeah. situating that bar to have a little distract, like very mm-hmm. little few distractions, not a lot of TVs or video games. Or, right. I appreciate it was, that. Yeah. The hell out of I got some me. ideas for Mo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna run it by him. Okay, because we can put a door in between the bar part, right? And then if we had like a mini stage on the restaurant part, then hey, if you're here for comedy, come yeah, sit over come here. In, yeah. If you ain't, go chill at the bar. That was cool. Like, that was an interesting night the other night too. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go in. I'm that. so proud of my growth. I'm, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very I'm proud, proud of you too. Man, it's crazy. All right, so how how are we doing as far as your time having to? You oh, got no, we good, bro. Okay, let's go. So I didn't know if we needed to wrap it up. So, but yeah. okay. Um, so you, um, do you have any inspirations? Because a lot of comics, I think they'll start out emulating other comics, mm-hmm. um, and then it takes them time to find their own voice. Right. And we've had a few. Uh, I think I feel like a lot of our comics didn't have a particular person. Maybe subconsciously they emulated, but mm-hmm. were there comics that you you kind of? I really like this this comic. I'm gonna kind of do their style of jokes, or were you always just yourself? Nah, when I first started out, man, because I again, like I said, I was a fan of comedy. I've always been a fan. When I was young, man, I used to do Eddie Murphy's whole routine from Delirious. You know what I mean? Like my family would literally be like, "Hey, come downstairs and do that Eddie Murphy," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, 
when I first got on stage, and I didn't notice this until maybe probably a year afterwards, my mannerisms weren't mine. My mannerisms were uh, all the guys that I would watch, yeah. you know, uh, Eddie Murphy, Billy Crystal, um, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, uh, Moms Mabley was a big on my list. Moms Mabley, she was huge. Um, Red Fox, Richard Pryor. So the way I would move around on stage and the way I would like kind of project my voice and things like that, it was I would even hold the mic like Eddie Murphy would hold the mic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, it wasn't until about a year in, I, I, I'll never forget, I was watching um, Arsenio Hall, because he's a great stand-up too, is what oh, a yeah. lot of people don't know. Arsenio was a stand-up. Yep. You know, I was watching this video, OVHS shit, of Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, a young Chris Rock, like a really, really young Chris Rock, and um, I think it was Damon Wayans, uh, some one of them. But anyway, I'm watching them, and I'm like, damn, I be moving like that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's where I got that from. Oh. So I kind of, I worked on it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to see what works for me. That's why if you notice me on stage, bro, I'm always kind of yeah, moving move, around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of moving a, around. A couple notches down from D1. <laughs> I think just give me at least four that's my guy big shout out to Dwayne D1 that's my guy but whew, um, yeah it's, it's just kind of like I noticed it and kind of try to adjust it yeah. like I said just working on being more of myself but it all it all comes together I mean I feel like we are just circle jerking you um, but it all comes together really. it do, bro. It's the, like the presence and the time that's, I think that's the only thing that you perfect all of these things or you work on all of these things. The longer you do it, the more you notice, the more you you know, you know can adjust. Like yeah. I said, man, a lot of the guys around here have been doing comedy three, four years, whatever. I'm going on my 11th year with this shit. So. Yeah, and a lot of times when you see like the Comedy Central presents like the new faces right. or whatever, those guys and in, in the men and women, the comics – They've been doing stand up for six or seven years before they're the new face. You know? Something so, longer than that. Yeah. Bro. And so it is usually and even the younger ones. Like if you do your research, they've been at it. They've been at it. They put their time in like uh, uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Like she's in her early 20s. Bro, she's, she's been, been doing comedy. Since she was 15 yeah, years old. 15. Bro. Like, that's crazy. And that's like when you're most I feel like I would be like the most successful Susceptible. I don't know what the fuck word I'm trying to say. <laughs> Susceptible. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. criticism. Oh yeah. And she's doing stand up. Like that's yeah. some really tough fucking skin. Yeah. You got to in this. You know, y'all know. Your yeah. skin got to be tough as hell in this shit. Bro. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what I would talk about when I was 15. I was. I kind of feel like I was a terrible person. <laughs> not. I was the average terrible but teenager. I was a, yeah. I was a like, terrible I just teenager. wanted video yeah, like, games, yeah. pussy, and drugs. For yeah. real. Honestly, yeah. like, what the fuck? Are you gonna do on stage? Right. But it, there's a lot of examples. I like, did. I got. I did one of those three things. By yeah. the way, just the video <laughs> game. <laughs> we wanted it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. I need like a backpedal there. Bill Hicks, uh, Dave Chappelle, all started when they were in super you know, young, teenage. Dave, yeah, I think they yeah. were like fourteen. And so Hannibal, Hannibal Burris, dude, I love watching his old shit when he was doing like uh, talent shows in man, the mall. Hannibal got Bill busted, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bill got Bill busted. Yeah, I, you know. yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> Fucking, I think yeah, that was it. That was their thing back then, yeah. bro. But motherfuckers need to pay more attention. He wrote a whole bit called Spanish Fly. Well, there was even yeah. 
a segment on the Cosby show where he had a special With barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that... I don't know. I, I was a little kid when that came out, so Bro, I didn't we, know. We from that era. Yeah. Our households might have been a little different, but I remember my grandmother saying shit like, Bill Cosby, the freakiest motherfucker yeah. alive. Why you know, Grandma? <laughs> he slipped me a Mickey back at the club. <laughs> but that, I mean, it was weird because you you knew, like, everybody knew priests were molesting kids, but yep. they didn't really do anything about it. You know, like, Bill Cosby or whatever, you know, there there was all these things that people knew, and it was like Never not enough it. time. Yeah. Not enough people read the just, New York Times. Yeah, just stay away from this, the creepy guy down the street. Yeah. And, you Especially know, in black whatever, households, yeah. you know, we sweep everything under the rug. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Yes, yeah, that's oh yes, yeah, so, one of the maybe blackest people, parts of my family was that we. It was maybe the only black part of my family is we never talked talk about, about anything, this. our feelings, yeah, nothing. No. You get in trouble, you just go just to your drink room, it, drink yeah. it away. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow mental health. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you work on your mental health in a different like I I yeah, yeah you you homeopath yeah homeopathic <laughs> self medicating and I'm going the, uh, not the traditional be, because route. I've been I've been dealing with mental health yeah. issues for a very long time. When I was a kid, you know, they wanted to put me on all types of medicine and shit, and my grandmother wasn't going for it. You know what I mean? My grandma was like, nah, fuck that. And you know, black families, we didn't really acknowledge mental issues back then or fucking mental health yeah. or any of that. It was just, okay, you bored, you, you, you depressed, go get a job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just got something for you to clean. Yeah. Just, it, 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 so I experimented with, with a lot of shit yeah. over the years and I started really young. So. I kind of knew what know what works for me now. I can feel it when I start to get like super depressed, or I, I know something is like I'm a high functioning. So if if I'm depressed, bro, you'll see me running around. I'm fucking depressed, bro. I need to sit the fuck down, take yeah. a full day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm kind of uh, similar where I don't. Like uh, some people in my life, they get depressed. They yeah. cocoon. They you, they right. skip work. They you know, That's and, not me. you know I, I think part of it was just the way I like I our childhoods as far as mental health were kind of similar. It was like yeah, you don't talk about it. They don't even ask how you're doing. Nope. Like you, you're if you're doing okay. Like if you're being a good kid, they don't talk to you very much. But if you're being bad, they whoop your ass or send you to your room. And then, but there's it. no like, why did you do these things? And nobody cared or why you yeah. wanted to know. It's just like, hey man, I told you to do, do this, you didn't yeah. do it. I'm whooping your ass. That's that. So and meanwhile, I think I'm, a lot of people our age, like we kind of figure it out yeah. on our own what we need to do. And <laughs> I'm I'm 46 and I'm still learning. Like, I, same, bro. So yeah. Alex, Alex is older than you, then. I think so. Yeah. I, I think he's Alex yeah. just got that. If he grows his hair out, his age really shows, bro. And then because he's so that little, hairline. and that hairline. I've never seen it. Does he have like the LeBron James Webster or the uh... Alex? Got to be fifty three, yeah. bro. I'm gonna say fifty three, bro. Even if even if his age isn't fifty three, the stuff he's into, <laughs> the music, yeah. the the stuff he does, he's he is an old soul. I really got I really got a um, hint of how old his ass actually was when I did his podcast. I'm like. Wait a minute, motherfucker! I thought you was twenty-four. Okay. <laughs> he likes to leave that. Yeah, he ain't. Nah, I think Alex probably older than me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Let's find old. out. Let's find out how old Alex yeah. really is. We can. I'm there. 
we can find somebody. Clear My ways. girlfriend's a librarian. Yeah. She okay, knows we, how to research. Yeah, let's find out. We can how old uh, Alex we can is. figure it out because he never really confirms it, and he no. never says it. You know, and he never says how old he is or none of that. Yeah, because sometimes he'll joke around that he's really young, and then other times he'll joke around that he's really old, but he never. Yeah, we'll, Alex, we'll if you're listening, out. we're gonna find out. Yeah. Shit. He he doesn't listen. No. <laughs> we we are gonna find out. Yeah, he listened to his own episode and that's probably it. over and over again. But yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, how, so how are we doing on time? I don't, I don't oh, want yeah, to, I don't man. want you to get to nah, be late to your event. I'm always late anyway. It's like, people know that <laughs> You were on time for our podcast. <laughs> well, you guys are white. I don't, well, they're not Justin, but Adam. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, I, I'm still kind of like. This morning, I don't identify as white. He, he was hoping that you would cancel on the podcast so he could go golf. He is Which white. Which is a little white, yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's, I think he's that's whiter than anything I've done. I don't think week. I'm the only yeah. black dude that do that either. It's like when I'm dealing with like other races other than myself. Like like I'll over tip at a restaurant because I don't want him to be like I, I always over yeah. tip. I don't want like that dumbass like, to, yeah. <laughs> Don't go to that table, I ain't tipping shit. Well, I even tip like when I go to, like I order takeout. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know I just, who's getting the money. <laughs> But I feel like yeah. if it's an option, I have to, like, even when, if it's just a few they, bucks, I don't when know. they turn the yeah. iPad upside yeah. down, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's going to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what's up? I don't know. Man, so we all distracted by ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I live, uh, for the, the listeners at home, I live uh, near a university, and there's a lot of young, yeah. uh, attractive people in the oh, area. So we have the, uh, we hope, you know, unless they're like a Doogie Hauser that went to school when they were 16. See, bro, but, you, you can't yeah. live around these motherfuckers. Yeah. You my age, bro. This well, will fuck up our self-esteem, bro. I, yeah, it has, it, <laughs> it has, because when I turned 40 was when I got divorced, and I lost a lot of weight, so I was like, oh, it's my, yeah. I'm, this is the new Adam. But that was here. like 10 years ago. Well, right. I moved here because my son goes to college here. So he didn't have a car when we first moved here. What did we look at? I, I dropped a bottle cap oh. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to live around a bunch yeah. of young people, man. So I well, moved to a neighborhood where my, the yeah. average motherfucker is 65 years old. <laughs> this that's, was, that's this was nice, supposed to be temporary, but then the, the housing market crashed. And yeah. now I can't, I can't afford to move. Fuck that. So it's, it's getting better, though. I'll move eventually. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what do you want to know? No. What do you want to know? I'm an open book. So, you have you've done some touring, like yeah. have, as far as because I know, and I don't know how we don't have to go into detail, or if you mm-hmm. want to plug your businesses. I know you're a business owner, so yeah. comedy is not your primary. Um, which because do. comedy doesn't pay well, that's a good thing. <laughs> it, it, how, like, what percentage of of touring and, and making money from comedy supports you and how much is your your business uh comedy and anything involved with it as far as money goes is probably about 40 percent of my monthly wages about 40 yeah. percent. the rest comes from window cleaning smoke shop food truck um uh, is d1 cooking for you well, he's about to start. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that, he's that some mean ass barbecue. can barbecue. Yeah. Like, I don't even, like, I was a, this is a true story. He says it as a joke, but it's a true story. I was a full-blown vegan. Full-blown vegan. Everything vegan. Uh, I, uh, one night I was drunk, and D1 gave me a chicken wing. And it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> I'm telling you, he could, he could really barbecue. Yeah. But, um, yeah, comedy is about 40%. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's it's moving up, you know. It's moving up because, like I was telling you guys off camera or whatever, um, I'm about to make that transition from behind the scenes more. That's where the money is. I'm getting older. My knees are bad, so it's hard to stand up. You know, <laughs> and comedy is really, really, really rough to make money. Bro. Oh yeah, it's like traditional stand up, it takes a long time to really start making money yeah even when i've gone to shows at like for example cap city mm -hmm. and it's a bigger name comic mm -hmm. they're waiting after the show to sell merch right. the same way that you yeah. or, or alex or yeah we just you saw know, joe list yeah. and, and he was they back all there do selling t-shirts they all do it majority of them do. it's a few that don't it's because they're fucking millionaires yeah. and it took a long time to get there but the average not the average but the a-list of traveling comics and all of that they do the same thing, bro. They charge yeah. for pictures. They sell T-shirts. They um, they charge for drops. Like if if you look on Instagram, right, and you ever see how those guys be like, hey, if you want some, you know, promo or whatever, or let's work, let's do business. No, why? They're actually gonna charge you yeah. to mention your name. You know what I mean? Because actual getting booked from from a comedy club or getting on the tours are really good you get paid really well on tours because it's so consistent so many days but them dudes ain't getting no what people think oh yeah even the, yeah. even even the guys you look at oh he's on tv yeah believe me bro they're not getting what you think yeah. oh yeah when i was uh doing comedy you know several years ago more mm -hmm. in austin there were several people you know like maggie may ramin right. nazer chris cubis would either doing late night shows mm -hmm. or or chris cubis on one of the you know the cable channels right. had his own tv show but then you just come back you know it, it i always thought okay you're on the late night right. now you're touring you're nah. making a lot of money you're on a tv show and now it's i don't know if, if it was always this way or if it's changed right. but now that's not it's pretty much man yeah. i toured with joe tory last year and um i was still getting like it was better i was getting like 200 bucks a show but it was like six shows in a week you know yeah. what i mean so it was cool but you're fucking grinding though yeah you know what i mean but at the same time bro it's still like it ain't what you think it is you know what i mean a lot of times you're in a corky's somewhere in minnesota oh yeah you know what i mean yeah. like it's just perception is everything if i gather 50 people around me and i'll take a picture and i tell them hey i went to skill minnesota you don't know where i'm at bro yeah. it's yeah. I don't know how it works at the higher level, but there's a, a booker that he works out of Paris, Texas named Daryl Felsberg. Uh -huh. He, um, he'll send out, he has like an email chain to people yeah, that he blast. knows. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can work in Paris or Oklahoma or wherever. Right. And it's this much. And if it's a, if it's like a whole weekend, there might be a hotel or a, a comedy place you can stay, mm -hmm. but they don't give you gas money. Nah, like it's all, nah. you know, and so I, these people that are touring all over the country, yeah. they're they're having to use their own vehicle they or fly use, yeah. all over, and they're not getting. You know, you might get a couple hundred, like you said, a couple hundred bucks to to feature. You're not going to headline. You're not, bro. and it's so like, you're. These people are selling CDs that they burned, or yep. they're you know, a T-shirt or whatever to help it's the get process. them to the next show. It, it, you know? It's the process. Like you go through that. Um, I like to use. Uh, my guy Bryson Brown as an example, you know what I mean? Like he traveled and featured for Bruce Bruce for a long time. And now he's the headliner. And so Lando's featuring for him. And so it's kind of like, it's a process, bro, but right, it's, it's long and it's it's an uphill battle the whole time. So I would say if, if you ask me about like 
giving somebody some motivation or some shit. Just stay persistent because that's the only thing I can say, man. Stay persistent. Consistency dries out. You can be consistently bad at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you stay persistent, that gives you the strength on them days you don't want to get up and do it. Like my father just yeah. died. You know what I mean? Like my father literally just passed away. Oh, sorry. For I'm your here loss. Yeah. doing this. I had to perform last night. If I wasn't persistent, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't want to do this shit, bro. It's like I'm getting older. People are dying that I love. This is. I got to stay persistent. There's no plan B for me, bro. It's really jump off the cliff, see what happens. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I hustle so hard because I can't expect my children to say, daddy's going to make it one day. I got to put food on the table. Oh, yeah. so, they need it today. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to I got to get up and go wash windows. I got to try to get a sponsorship package. I got to do this. I got to every single day, bro. It's like yeah. there's no breaks. There's no time off. Hey, let's plug our show and, yeah. and clean. Yeah, do that, man. It's May 27th. We got uh, cheating ass Myron coming down. Myron Jewel, me and my guy, nice. Justin Moreno. Justin, is Justin, me and Justin going to make a lot of moves behind the scenes. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's what we're like, trying to do. That's the whole goal. Real G's it. move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> there we go, baby. <laughs> so are you guys talking about producing shows? Yes, or what? That's yes. What, yeah. We are, gonna, we are um, producing shows together now. Um, so far, we have May july and we're working on august as i speak right now i'm waiting on a couple phone calls we're working on august and um again bro it's time for us to make some money man. oh yeah it's like we build all these relationships and you got all of this stuff and it's like the people they sick of us already they've seen us for the last three four years straight <laughs> yeah. what are you going to see when you come to see me again so it's like hey man keep the scene alive start bringing people down and I, I think that's where your experience, like touring and doing comedy professional, because a lot of these, the our fellow comics mm -hmm. in this area that are putting on shows, they've never done any kind of professional, you know, where, when it comes to the money side. Right. And so there, you know, we've had comics that have been on this podcast that yeah. had these like grand plans of this big show and the, the place was going to be full. They were going to make all this money. <laughs> And then like 20 people show up and it's not because they didn't, right? you know, it, it's a lot that come with it. Like you could promote the hell out of a show and still get 20 people to show up. And I think, yeah, that gives you an advantage to know the business side more than some of these other comics, you know, not that what they're doing is not it's, important. It's or, more so yeah. um, you can't solely rely on social media. Yeah, You got to gorilla pimp that shit, bro. What I mean by that is throw it in their face. Yeah. If you out at a show, this one thing I do know, if you do a show, right, and you kill the stage, people want to talk to you afterwards. Oh, yeah. Have paper tickets in your hand. Hey, you want to see me again? There's 25 yep. bucks. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. If you're talking to a guy just in regular conversation, you like Instagram? You like this? Oh, here, man. Follow me on this. Man. And then try your jokes out on strangers, man. Try your shit oh, out yeah. on people. You know what I mean? Motherfucker, they find you interesting. They're going to yeah. talk to you, bro. And let's say I'm at a open mic and just prime example we just did a um, stay classy a few weeks ago yeah and that they bullshit motherfuckers love it people come out they want to talk to you where are you going to be at next time oh uh, i got tickets for sale even if they don't show up right. they bought the ticket oh yeah right it's still money in your pocket they bought yeah the ticket now you got extra room to give more shit away you know what i mean so it's like and you gotta be you gotta you gotta build yourself up to where people can know and trust the fact that if they come to something anything that you're doing it's going to be fun yeah. yeah 
yeah, whether it's an yeah. open mic or a showcase, it's going to be fun. And that's why Corky's, I think, was successful because it's going to be fun. Yeah, we've I've doing open mics down in Austin or up in Dallas. Sometimes you have nights where it, it's not very consistent. And <sighs> Corky's was usually pretty consistent, but. The thing I learned, well, that I saw not learned, and this is what I dislike about a lot of comedy scenes where everybody thinks that they're A-list. Oh, this, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm, boom, da, 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 da. They're not having fun. I hate walking in a room full of comics and everybody's like, just leave me alone. I'm working on my job. Yep. Don't, don't yeah, right. talk to me. And then you get on stage and they're so focused on the technicalities of it that they forget to just have fun. Yeah. Have fun, bro. Yeah. Like, that's why anything that I do. This is my life. Like, yeah, yeah but I your life is it. to entertain. Right. right. I get it. But you're more comfortable with getting on stage and talking about how you're going to kill yourself than. Yeah. You know, that that's a lot, too, man. You get that in Central Texas. It's a lot. <laughs> and sometimes it's like no disrespect to nobody and their 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 issues or anything like that. But bro, it's comedy. Yeah. Right. Everybody don't want to And hear. and the, my favorite thing about that, like even some of my self deprecating stuff, you can see a shift in the room. Right. Like it'll go from ha to aw. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that balance you have to find you have to find Oh, wait a minute. Like, oh, shit. That's not what I was yeah. going for. Like, the awe is funny because you can. I look at the people in the audience and they're really like. Yeah. They're concerned because they care. Right. Especially when they come out as regulars. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know. But I just say, man, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. Have man. fun. Whatever you're doing in life, enjoy it, man. Have fun. We're not promised tomorrow. I don't yeah. mind the depressed persona. Like, if it's. If it's consistent and if it's done well, right. like you if, know, if I, I, yeah, if I'm like, hey, me and my daughter just went whatever, and then I'm like, Janie V, I think Janie does it really well. Yeah, I think Janie does it really well. Yeah, I like if you can get and it, it even like a gross, like a gross out blue joke mm-hmm. or uh, oh, I'm depressed, where you can get them um, to where they're feeling sorry for you, right. And, and then, then you drop the punchline, and they're like, "Oh, you, you do were, that just, yeah." Really well. And they're like, "Oh, we're, I would, they were just fucking with me, yeah. you know that kind of." Because I had, I told a joke about misdirection, being nervous, like at the beginning of my set one time, like this was early on, and I still use this technique in some of the same jokes, but, um, and then I do that, the effing lazy joke where I pretend I forgot it, the joke, yeah, and because I was talking about how nervous I was, I had somebody come it up. Works. To, to me after a show and saying like I felt so bad for you because I thought you really forgot your joke and then they were like and then when you drop the punchline you know it, it, it's that misdirection and it really it it's it's just a technique it's you know but if, if you don't ever try it you know but I mean but if you stick with the you make them feel sorry for you and never get that next step yeah. then it uh, yeah, uh, it can, I, I, yeah, yes, that technique is tough for all of our Gary's listening. Um, yeah, <laughs> specifically, yeah. You, you, that's that's an expert technique because yeah. you you don't want to leave them yeah. feeling sorry for yourself. I like Gary. That's a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had to get that one yeah. fucking dig in. It's just one per episode. To, uh, yep, at least that's all the last week we yeah. spent like twenty minutes. I'll tell you something <laughs> about guys really like bad. Gary. I know a guy. I knew a guy. He's he's like in Hollywood now doing this thing. But guys like Gary, right? And guys like Gary are um, persistent. It's like he's gonna be there. He's gonna show up. 
he's gonna go up and it's like last week that fucking joke I, uh, Gary I love you but I fucking hate that joke man I fucking hate the it. Europe drug yes I hate it I fucking hate it I don't like it at all but the more he tells it now I find myself laughing at different parts of it you know what I mean because the motherfucker is persistent bro man he's, I think he's gonna be fine man Gary. yeah I feel like the three of us, especially you, yeah. you, our comedy comes from our own personality. And so we, we kind of already had our voice. We kind of, we took what makes us, us, and and then wrote jokes in that format. Whereas Gary is telling stories and hasn't found him yet. Yeah. And he's going to listen and, and maybe he'll get mad and think we're talking shit about him, but we're, no, no, we want to yeah. help you. Yeah, I, <clears throat> he's the prime example of what a lot of us do we emulate what we think yep. a comedian is supposed to be you know i watch him a lot bro I, honestly i watch oh well, yeah we have to i yeah. watch all of us and shit now i think um ladon is, is the greatest example of when i first met ladon he used to whisper on the mic i'm like what the fuck is he saying so I got closer and the shit was funny. Yeah. We had a conversation after that. I'm like, bro, you big as fuck. Talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. command you 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 have the persona to command the room. Ever since that night, we've been rocking together ever since. That's my bro. And you see what he does. He get on stage. And oh, he's he like, fantastic. Yeah, he he might be one of the biggest improvements that I because when I first saw him, he was very funny, but he didn't like stand out like hugely. Right. But then I didn't see him for a long time, and then I saw him again, and he was up there and took command of the stage. He was talking with the audience. He was kind of riffing, and then he was telling like really good, well written jokes. And he was the timing was good. It was like I like to take credit for that. Yeah. If you're listening to Don, <laughs> you know, what I mean? because he he was when I first met him, bro. He was always a good writer. Yeah. He was always a good writer. Ladonna's the kind of guy like he wants to do things in the technical form of how they're supposed to be done. It wasn't until he met me. It's like, bro, have fun. Yeah. Talk to the audience. Yeah. But lead them in a way that you can get into right, your material. Right, right, right. You know, and now he does it and he does it perfectly. And I'm I I'm sure it was a more gradual process. Yeah. Because I just hadn't seen him for months or whatever. Yeah, we I, burned yeah. it up, bro. Me yeah. and Ladon burned it up, bro. Like all over Texas and shit. We was fucking booking ourselves for out of town shows. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was like it was a format that we used, but it worked. When we first started running around Colleen, we wasn't really getting no recognition. People wasn't, you know. So then we started. I had the idea, like, hey, let's go somewhere else, do the same shit we do here, but pipe it up. And then the people here will get more interested. Yeah. yeah. So and it works, you know. No, for sure, it fucking works. But I love it, man. I love all of this shit, man. This is what I want before I stop. This is what I want people to understand about what I'm trying to do on the comedy scene here in Central Texas. So it's gonna sound like I'm talking shit, but I'm being serious. I don't have to be here. I literally have deals on the table right now. I'll show you guys. I literally have opportunities in Atlanta, New York, Los Angeles yeah. to go do that and I can just fucking live here and it won't be nothing. I can go off and I'll be on TV in a few months and this, that, and that. That's not what I want. Not that way anyway. I don't want it that way. I like to make things easier for guys who are serious about doing it and 
this is my home. I'm not going to move. So I really feel like coming from my lifestyle before to what I'm doing now, I'm super successful, bro. Oh, yeah. In my head, I'm already a superstar. I woke up like I overcame everything that they said would kill me. And I'm still here. I pay my bills off of comedy and hustling. And I love it. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I admire you as a person uh, because the more I get to know you, I mean, you you run your own businesses, mm-hmm. you you work hard for comedy, you know, you you're taking care of your family, mm-hmm. and I don't, I just, you're the same age as me, and I don't <laughs> know how you have all the like all this energy and just this drive. I I, I it's know just I think our different bro. personalities and, and different I, life experiences. I know but, where I've been, bro. I've been to prison. Yeah. I've been to prison a couple of times. It, you get to appreciate things when everything is snatched away from yeah. you. When, when there's somebody telling you, hey, it's bedtime. Hey, you can't do this. Hey, this is time to eat. And hey, it's this time that. Bro, I enjoy waking up. I get joy out of listening to the fucking birds in the morning, yeah. bro. Like, it's, I know where I've been, bro. It's not that bad, bro. That's why the other night when I did the, okay, Seth, you want to do black comedy? Bro? Let's do it this way. You guys are fucking bitching about shit that. You don't have to bitch about yeah. it, bro. Like, enjoy your life, bro. You have family. You have this. You have that. Enjoy it. Man. Yeah. But there's a lot of people in the world that have nothing to nobody. So. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't have the same experiences as you, but like going overseas to right. Iraq or Egypt or whatever, you see these people that are so impoverished and, you know, like they're living in squalor and they don't have any money. And it, it you know, it kind of makes we you appreciate. We don't know yeah. poor in America. Yeah. We don't know poor in America, bro. I, it wasn't until I went overseas. Yeah. You see some shit, you know. Even just in El Paso, where I grew up, if I go visit family and you're driving on I-10 <laughs> and you look over the border, it's it's these motherfuckers yeah, really eat mud pies it is, uh, it for is, real. Uh, I thought that was a candy. Yeah. No, they really damn. It's tough. Yeah. So I'm I know you you're way past the time that you mm-hmm. said you uh, needed <laughs> to leave. So we we like to finish up with a couple of questions. Okay. So first of all, do you remember the first joke you wrote or performed? Uh, it wasn't really a, yeah, it was kind of a written joke, but it was kind of like came off of a freestyle and shit. It was about, um, four gangsters in the car listening to Beyonce and I had this thing where I would like act it out and then the cops would pull them over and then the the driver would answer it. The punchline was like, no, 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 no. What if I got the setup and all (laughs) that shit? But I remembered it. I was like. I felt proud of that. That was like the first thing. It's four gangsters in the car listening to Beyonce. Did it get a good response? It did, That's actually. Good, yeah. It did. Because I used to play it all. You guys know me on stage. I used to play it all out. Oh, yeah. I coordinated with the DJ, so it made it really oh, okay. you know, made, So it was like a thing. That's good stuff, yeah. I did like our DJ at Moe's. Like, I, that's, that's, like you were talking about that at Beltonian. Like, it's so nice to have that filler. I know him. And Jeremiah <laughs> was like, what is the deal with the DJ? I was like, no, you want, you want, you want, you want that. Bro. A lot of, a lot of, uh, I hate saying white comics or whatever, but it's true though. It's like, okay, white guys don't really want the DJ at the, the place. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this dude traditional. I'm going to stand here. Yeah. But then you see like at the Beltonian, those awkward little moments where there's silence because the comedian is coming up. If it's not a super A-list name, bro, the whole audience is not going to clap until oh, yeah. no. yeah. you get to the stage. Yeah. They'll say your name, and then they'll clap, and then it's a 15, up, up to oh, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, I like the walk-up music. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. throw some music yeah. on, bro. And then even when you're getting ready for the show, I believe in 
comedy show is being a party. Yeah. So when I come into a comedy show, the music is going, it's getting me in the mood to laugh. I'll, you know, I can order my stuff, boom, 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 the show's about to start. And even if you're late, when the music is going, people tend to not even realize oh, yeah. that. Yeah. They already have oh yeah, Turn, shout out Turn Up Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we do that. <laughs> we just have a ball over there in that room. Was that bro. the Lux? Yeah, Lux yeah. Lounge 308. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, a lot of people wanted to do it, but just they don't. They wanted to come, but it's on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So we're gonna switch it up to Saturday. We're gonna. Oh shit! The, okay. Yeah, we're gonna do a, a Saturday. We're working on it now, actually. Uh, Bernard, a couple other guys putting it together, so we can just do it so that the way everybody has a chance. It was really fun, bro. Yeah. It was really fun. All right, to so come see us and clean Lux oh, yeah, Lounge yeah. every well, soon to be every Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. switch it up. I'll keep more info posting. coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. And our final uh, question is, and I think you kind of answered it already, but do you have like one piece of advice? Like, if you could go back to your younger self or for mm-hmm. the, all the other young Timmy's and Gary's and Jamiroquai's out there, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any advice that you would give yourself? Uh, could be comedy, but if, if yeah, you don't it could have anything be life-related yeah. or comedy. Besides, don't go to prison. Don't go to prison, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and... Um, don't really listen to a lot of people, you know, have a relationship with yourself and whatever spirituality you believe in and, and just kind of go off of what you feel, man, because nobody can tell you what's going to work for you. Nobody can tell you, you know, I can't ask a guy, hey, man, what do you think I should do? Because what happens most of the time, you you can talk to you fucking blue and somebody's going to go do the exact opposite of yeah. what you told them to do. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of follow your own path, man, and, and and stay off of like what somebody else went through. That's their shit, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? Like it's just I know a guy, and I use him all the time. He's I don't think anybody's ever done what he's done, man. Ryan Davis. We used to, I had a room in Charlotte. This guy when I very first seen him from his very first mic, I knew this guy's a fucking star, bro. And three years later. He's all over HBO. He's a, he's a headlining touring comedian, all over the place, and he's fucking great, bro. That's his story, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. that's what was was in store for him. I know also know guys that are fucking hilarious, but never got still on the grind. You know yeah. what I mean? Still, boom, boom, boom. So just kind of believe in yourself, and if you believe in yourself, stay persistent, and other people will see it, man. It'll it'll. Just, just stay persistent. Shit, don't even listen to me, bro. <laughs> just do what you want. Yeah, man. that altruistic. Like, <laughs> don't do, listen to anybody. Do what thou wilt. Especially don't listen to me. Yeah. yeah. Do what thou wilt. Do what you want. <laughs> for real, man. Cause that's good advice for life in general, not just comedy. Yeah. yeah. Just do do what right. feels right to you. What yeah. makes you happy? Do it. Yeah, and especially with comedy, that kind of shows like shines through you when you're if you're doing what you want even if it's experimental even if the audience doesn't get it there's still that vibe that i think it, it the audience can feed off of it so that's you're gonna sleep better yeah. at night i'll tell you that yeah all right before we wrap things up it, uh would you have any plugs you want to plug cheating ass myron yeah cheating ass myron may 27th that's next yeah. saturday we're going to be at the lux lounge downtown colleen 308 south second street also royal mike blend go to youtube like us subscribe we have um full truck Mobile podcast, mobile recording studio, um, mobile smoke shop. You'll see me around town. The bus is getting wrapped now. You'll see my face. Oh, yeah. You'll see me around town. So that's Royal Mike Blend. 
at uh, YouTube and whatever else streaming platforms we got there. Also, tonight, if you want to laugh tonight, come on out to Twice as Funny Comedy Lounge. I'll be there featuring for uh, comedian J.J. Williamson. He's on the radio show every morning. Okay, in the morning. hell yeah. So come on out. Um, oh, you guys don't put this right out, huh? We're not live. Oh, okay. So I was going to give away like I hope you tickets. came out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it out on Monday. So if you have anything okay. after that. Um, yeah. May 27th. Yeah. Turn me up Tuesdays. Um, just follow me on all social Shout media. Shout out Bernard. Big Bernard yeah. Black. Yeah. Yeah, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a really good episode. I think it's been entertaining and educational. Yeah, I like that. And we, we didn't have any problematic things uh <laughs> so it's been great so uh i and really remember, appreciate you yeah you think seth is funny yeah yeah we needed you guys to know that going into next week's episode oh my god here we go. <laughs> i think i should have held off huh? <laughs> i think you yes i would never Fucking endorse him seth, yeah man. damn it see seth <laughs> stupid ass all right well thank you for coming up i know it's a long drive i really appreciate it nah, and man, i uh, appreciate it i had a lot of fun with you guys all right well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this this is they said i'm funny thank you bye bye thank you for listening to they said i'm funny uh you can email us at they said i'm funny at gmail.com you can find our social media on twitter you can find us at they said i'm funny and on facebook search for our page they said i'm funny You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number. Uh, That number is 254-294-6032. That is 254-294-6032. And thanks again for listening.